Hey everybody and welcome to episode 120 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So everybody, welcome back to the show, episode 120. Hope you're all feeling good. Hope you're all well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, hope you're enjoying the summer. The weather here at the moment hasn't been great. Um, when this comes out, it might be a little bit better next week. Uh, when this comes out, I'll actually be in Marbella in Spain, going over there for a business uh, call. So hopefully the weather out there will be nice. Um, because, yeah, it's really important. I love getting the, the sun uh, I mean, having the light evenings is fantastic because it means you can get out and, and do more things in the in the summer, uh, especially in the evening. But um, really, am looking forward to some sun. So uh, you know, sun and, and sea. I love being around the sea. I don't know about you, but just being around nature. Whenever I'm by the sea, I always feel like I should should always be there. Um, it's really really calming and relaxing to me. Um, so yeah, if any of you are going on your holidays and you'll be around the sea and good food, good weather, etc. Yeah, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy that and you'll have a great time. Um, and, um, yeah, if you are going away, remember, don't don't put on that toxic sun cream that most people use. And if you go to www.reviveyourself.co, click on the shop link. And if you go underneath the Evolution Organic, Organic link, you can order your own Dr. McCullough's sun cream or sunscreen. I think it's a factor 30, completely non-toxic. You do not want to be putting toxic sun cream on your skin. That's what causes the cancer, not the sun. And remember, you know, go out and get a little bit pink. That's fine. Don't get burned in it. You can put a T-shirt on or a hat. Um, or you said before, put that sun cream on. Absolutely fine. But don't be putting their sun cream on. Um, and don't be afraid of the sun. Just go out in it and use it wisely. Uh, mentioning www.reviveyourself.co and the shop, you can head over there. For all our, uh, our products, as I said before, great supplements. Also got our water filtration systems from Aquatea for one, two, three, and four bed houses, hard water and soft. Uh, the EMF blocking devices from Aries Tech as well. And I'm going to, uh, well, if you head over to www.blueblocks.com for your blue blocking glasses, put in Revive, 10% off you there. And also at centraloilwizardry.com. Small letters revive. You get ten percent off there for any of the best essential oils in the world. I will be putting them on our website soon. The actual affiliate links because I want to get a much better shop for you guys. And also going to have books on there soon. Things that I recommend um, because I want to just give you a complete place to get stuff. And we've just been working on this behind the scenes. Been working on the book and the new course that's going to be coming out very very soon. So lots going on. Just making sure everything's getting uh, getting done bit by bit, stage by stage. Um, Anyway, on to today's show. Um, today's show is with Jane Bennett, all the way from Australia, and we're talking all about the pill. Um, she is the author of The Pill, Are You Sure It's For You? And we're going to many different issues around it. I think it's very, very important because, you know, one in three, one in four women take this, um, and some women are on it for 
for, for decades and just want people to know what's actually going on. So without further ado, here's Jane. Enjoy the show and I'll see you on the other side. Tell me about, is it your morning? No, uh, it's, no, five, it's five, 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 in the, five o'clock. Five in the afternoon. Yeah. Five in the afternoon, and it's, right, yeah. And it's dark time of the year, so it's uh, starting to oh, get dark. Oh, is it dark over there? Uh, nearly. It'll be, I'm just yeah. going to get something to put under the screen. Hold on a sec. No worries. Go for it. Always a, a bit of a thing getting the. <laughs> That's right. Getting it right. All good. And uh, now I need my glasses. <laughs> actually, I should really put there. I should put my blue. I should got some blue blocking glasses actually <laughs> from a from a guy. He's in. Uh, he might actually he might be in Perth. He's a guy called Andy Manth. He makes some really good blue blocking glasses for the. Uh, oh yes, like, yeah, these are too. <laughs> Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, it's nice to nice to finally uh, get to meet you, Han. It's really good to get get you on because uh, this is a topic that um, I think, having been in the in the health industry helping people, but women, lots of women in the last ten years, um, the topic of this was one of the questions I asked potential clients for the time. It's like, are you on are you on the pill? What what medication are you on? And um, sometimes women are on it so long they actually even forget to mention it. You know, it becomes that exactly. it becomes yeah, it becomes it becomes a, an issue. And when I actually go into it and I give them a few articles to read, they're actually blown away by how 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 dangerous or how much it can actually affect their health. And this is mm. so. I just want like today really just to give people like uh, as much information as possible on it because look. Mm. Uh, not don't sit here and scare people, but I want them to have the information so they can make the, the right informed choice. And um, exactly. so, see, yeah. So because in the day, look, uh, we uh, we want women to be able to to have choice for their bodies and, and to do what's right for them. But we also want mm. to know what though you know for every action has a possible or as as a reaction. You know, as as, as mm. scientific world would tell us. So it's really important for them just to know that. So, um, Jane, just. Uh, to let to let people know because you've got lots of stats here and i know your book goes through them as well um just how did uh because we get asked this quite a lot but why what was what was the reason you started right what you wrote your book the uh, uh the pill what what was the reasons behind it sure i was uh, i've been involved in uh, natural fertility management for many years before that and um, i'll just give you a little bit of background to that because it helps explain why i wrote the book is uh, in my mid-20s i learned about uh, fertility awareness methods of understanding my fertility and being able to use that information for the purpose of contraception and i'd had a sort of a fairly standard uh, experience with contraception up to that point i'd been on the pill a couple of times i'd had an iud uh, that failed and um and i had used a diaphragm as well which was the best of the lot at that point mm. uh, and then i learned about natural fertility management and uh you know was encouraged by my new boyfriend at the time uh because we both were interested in those methods to, to we would take that responsibility and try that for ourselves. And uh, so I met with a woman called Francesca Nash, who I still work with now. 
who was running doing this program in Sydney and uh, got information from her and charts and so on and went home and started charting my cycle, uh, taking temperature, checking cervical mucus, writing down various symptoms every day. And over the first month, the second month, I started to see this amazing pattern come uh, really sort of out of the page and really show me very clearly what my uh, what my various symptoms were that could help me understand uh, when I was ovulating, uh, leading up to ovulation, which of course is key. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And and so I started to use those methods for contraception and used them very successfully throughout my fertile life, as well as to conceive when I wanted to conceive. So um, you know, I obviously became very passionate about that, and I felt in that process, I felt. For many years, uh, up until uh, deciding to write the book, The Pill, Are You Sure It's For You?, that women really were just not getting the full information about understanding their bodies, understanding their fertility, excuse me, um, really just for the purpose of then being able to make choices. Uh, we, for some reason, we're kind of encouraged that, well, we're too busy, let's do it the easy way. Um, and But really, truly, ultimately, the easy way uh, has so many side effects and so many problems that, that sooner or later that they become the hard way. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, it, 100% it does. I mean, this is this is a thing like it's, it's become like the norm for people to take, the, for women to take the pill, you know, uh, in terms of uh, because uh, it's one of the things that has allowed women to um i'd say store in the social society because they can like they can um they, they can put their family plans on hold they're not they're not gonna have to um you know they can't it, it means that they can they can sort of like plan their life life about having to get, get pregnant it's one of the things that is coming on it's allow women to probably store in the workplace a little bit more um but you know it's it's something that women need to understand because there's so many natural methods they can use that really don't get talked about that much. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, one one that was brilliant is like I, I listened um, to an oh, I can't remember her, uh, it Jolene Brighton. Uh, she's got a good book out. Um, I'm trying to think. She's got she's an, another uh, person who um, talks a lot about the pill. And she said, uh, "Doing the stats, and it was like literally the pull out method." has a 96% test rate. Um, and so, like, and obviously you get different things. We can go into that. But 96% compared to 99%, it's, it's a very, very huge method. It's very, very good. So so just to just from background, in the UK, the pill was introduced in 1961. I've just got some stats here for people. Um, that was from Enoch Powell, quite a famous prime minister we had back in the day. But he was health minister at the time, NHS. Um, and it was, like, from the FPA, the Family Planning Association. And in the USA, it was introduced in 1960. Uh, and then the here by 2002 11.6 million u.s women were on the pill uh, by far the most popular form of, of contraception and it's like a 99 percent reliability um if used correctly um and it's been taken up by over 200 women, million women now and it's currently prescribed by 3.5 million british women uh, so one quarter of all 16 to 49 year olds i mean that's mm. a lot. I mean, mm. and that's just the people that you've actually been told. But with with the pill, I mean, you've got different things here with what it can what it can do uh, to the body. But for it to actually work, they say ninety nine percent reliability. For it to actually work properly, because we want to get in, we'll get into this first. We we'll get into the to the side effects later and other things we can do. Um, for it to actually work properly, 
people have to, or women have to actually be taking it regularly, right? And isn't, isn't that something that can, can sometimes, I mean, women can, people can forget to take it. And then, totally. then, then you're getting yeah. the negative, mm. negative aspects without any of the benefits. Mm. There are a whole lot of ways that, that, that actually prevent the pill uh, working properly and uh, one of them is forgetting but there's a lot of a whole lot of other ways as well and uh, one of which is if you're if you're a little heavier in weight it reduces because you know it's the same drug for women of all kinds of all different weights so as you can imagine it can make a difference what your what your weight is uh, so uh, and I actually off the top of my head, I can't remember the exact weight that it starts to change, uh, and it's not especially heavy. It's it's just in the in the seventy kilos something um, okay. uh, that it starts to reduce the effectiveness. That's one example. Ill health can reduce effectiveness, um, and as you say, timing can reduce effectiveness. But there's a number of other interactions with other drugs can reduce the effectiveness. Now it's interesting the uh, in in the the stat the usual stats that we see it is as you say around ninety nine percent. That's what I would call, and, and as you quoted, um, you know, if it's used perfectly. Now, the perfect rate is if you're living in a laboratory, uh, you know, everything else is equal every single day, <clears throat> including temperature, and, uh, and someone's giving you this drug at exactly the same time every day. Now, none of us live in a laboratory or certainly not for very long. So uh, the actual user success rate is more like 93 94%. Uh, so right. you, in that sense, you would expect, uh, uh, you know, six or seven women per, uh, per hundred per year getting pregnant while using the pill. Okay. So, you know, when you compare that to uh, sort of other methods, you know, uh, condoms used properly, uh, again, you know, people vary with how well they use these things, has a, has a sort of a fairly similar success rate. Um, I hadn't heard the, the statistics around uh, the withdrawal method that you mentioned as 96%. I'd heard that somewhat less. But still, as um, uh, Dr. John Gilbo, who I don't know if he's still in the field uh, or he hasn't retired, but he was uh, sort of very high up in uh, family planning in the UK for many years, and he said uh, a couple that use condoms properly will have a far greater effectiveness than, than somebody who's um, more half-heartedly using the pill. And 100%. one of the, one of, yeah, and, and one of the, um, so, so, so I guess the point of this is, is not so much that we just, oh, I need the, I need the, whatever method has the best percent. We've actually got to look at what do these methods involve? Where am I in my life? What am I needing? Am I needing contraception every day? of the week? Am I needing it just sometimes? Um, am I combining this with a degree of fertility awareness so, so that I might just use barrier methods when I, I know I'm fertile or I think I might be fertile? So there's, because there's a whole lot of different ways. And when we think of, uh, particularly for women, uh, when we're fertile for, say, 35 to 40 years of our life, uh, and we may not be sexually active all of those years, but for, for that time, we're going to be in a lot of different situations. We're going to have a whole lot of different health needs. So it's far better, in my view, that we really, can't, we really uh, learn and are trained to understand our own bodies really well, understand our fertility cycle well, 
uh, from the inside out, not just as a, as a theoretical, but uh, by, by actually spending some months charting our cycle, looking at our symptoms. So that's one thing. And just learning a lot about other methods, including uh, what I would call sterilisation methods, which are, which are the pill, as well as surgical sterilisation, the pill, other hormonal contraception and so on, uh, as well as surgical sterilisation. Uh, so if we understand all of those, we understand the various uh, effectiveness rates as far as they go, whether they're the user rate or the perfect rate, we understand uh, side effects and we, under, we, have, a, we sort of uh, have conversations uh, with, our, with our partner uh, so that we're making these decisions together. When we take all of those uh, factors in, into account and then choose what we're going to use or what combination we're going to use, we will then have the, the best effectiveness rate, <laughs> uh, which well, sounds no, more complex, but it doesn't have to be. It's like choosing what we're going to eat every day. Well, no, it's also it's down to the individual, right? Rather than just mass prescribing a pill it's easy to do that, it's, oh, I'll take this. It's just doctors spending time with their patients, talking to them, seeing what they need, what's going on. And so I actually want to get into what the appeal does, but just because we're going to go on other questions that I know you're going to go into, but just for people out there. So it's like when, when you look at some of the stats, uh, some of the things that are increased when people are taking the pill, for example, women taking the pill. So blood clot risk and stroke is increased when a woman is a smoker, and particularly a smoker after the age of 35. It also impairs muscle gains. It increases the risk of breast cancer in premenopausal women, increases the risk of cervical cancer. Um, it may keep testosterone unavailable for women um and uh, for like physiological needs causing the long-term health problems including sexual dysfunction and since 2000 the year 2000 death rates in women between the ages of 35 and 44 have increased um and like the research in this fact cites significant increase in those that use the birth control pill as a possible contrib contributing factor so these are just things that people need to understand mm -hmm. and how much it's actually impairing them but i wanted to go into 100 percent just for people out there because got questions here because you said before what it does when it's combined with other medications that a lot of people are on, you know, um, and then going into how it affects ovulation and what they can do. So all these I want to get into. But first of all, just the people out there, what, because people think, probably got quite a layman's, um, so layman's are quite a simplistic view. What does the pill actually do to the body? Uh, there are a few somewhat different formulations. It's, it's more or less the same combinations of, uh, a synthetic estrogen and a synthetic progesterone mostly uh, and sometimes it's a synthetic progesterone alone which is called progestin but you know that's splitting hairs <laughs> um, and uh, but but there's some some different formulations and you know and then different things are thrown in to have different effects so so there is some variation uh, but by and large what the pill and I just want to qualify that I often use that term to cover other forms of hormonal contraception as well. Okay. Sometimes um, a woman might go back to her doctor and say, oh, look, I, I think the pill's affecting me um, this way and this way. It's, you know, it's not agreeing with me. Uh, and they might say, oh, okay, well, let's try an implant or let's try the patch or a vaginal ring or, um, or an injection. Really, they're the same. They're, they're also synthetic hormones. So... Uh, while they may not be going through the stomach and they're going directly into the bloodstream, uh, which can make a difference for some women, it's still the same stuff. Um, mm. So, you know, that, so 
just just for ease, we'll use the pill as the generic term. Um, yeah, yeah. If I need to say something specific, or you do, you know, we, we can do that as well. Um, so I've forgotten your question now. <laughs> having explained say, that, right? So what what, is, what does the pill actually do to the body? Like what 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 is oh, like yes. the main main thing it does? Sure. So it switches off ovulation is the main thing it does. Um, so uh, so a, a woman is not having a, a normal healthy uh, cycle. And uh, so while on, on the pill that you actually take as a pill, uh, most pill packets have a, uh, have a week of placebo pills and a woman will have a bleed during that time. What that bleed is, is actually a withdrawal bleed from the drug. It's not a period resulting from an ovulation. And that's a misunderstanding um, that many women who take the pill have. Uh, they, they don't realise that it's actually switching off their whole fertility cycle, um, which is how it works. It also yeah. impacts uh, the cervix and the mucus produced by the cervix, which is a very important aspect of fertility, uh, so that it it, uh, uh, it it changes that, so it won't be um, won't be supportive of sperm, so it can actually block sperm. Uh, but also the effect if, if someone takes the pill or uses uh, other forms of hormonal contraception for you know long term, um, the the cervix atrophies. So that it becomes, it ages the cervix uh, prematurely. So in in many instances, women who, uh, after having taken the pill for sometimes a couple of decades, are wanting to conceive, one of the problems they might experience is that their cervix and the cervical mucus uh, cells uh, aren't working properly in order to be able to su support uh, the whole process of delivering sperm up into the uterus and to the fallopian tubes. Um, so that's another way it works. And, and a third way that it works is it changes the way that the endometrium uh, functions so that if, if perchance there is an ovulation and if perchance uh, that egg is fertilised, then the lining of the womb called the endometrium uh, won't be um, hospitable. For a, for an egg to implant. So I mean, there's quite a lot of things you've touched on there, and it's it's like a tree. I always say to a lot of my my guests, it's like a tree. There's so many ways we can go with this because, you know, all those things you just mentioned there. How are they not going to impact a woman's health? You know, like you're literally changing your hormonal profile or what your body's meant to be doing at that certain time, especially that's a period of life, and um, mm. switch period as well. We always say to uh, like. When clients come to me and say men we've got four ways of detoxification women have got a five you know we've got we've all both all both sexes have got breath um, stool urine and sweat and then women have also got the menstrual cycle if you stop the period coming out you're not it's stopping the flow of toxins coming out and women's bodies are meant to have enough resources for two people not just one like us I always say like men are like pickup trucks you can smash us to pieces and eventually we break down because we've got a, a a much more robust hormonal profile um in general women are more like ferraris you know they they look fantastic but once a month they have an issue and they need a lot more care and attention because you know that's what they think and so and one of these things it seems like it's quite a brutal thing you're doing to the body to throw it mm. out of whack and to stop that happening you know stopping that happening i mean this is one of the things it's, it's very simple to take it and to not get pregnant but all these other things you said no wonder you know reports women just feel like they're not themselves on it you know it, can, it may not be straight away but have you heard of women saying that 
after a while, I just started to come on gradually, and it didn't feel like myself. It felt like I was had a cloud oh, of my very head. much, yeah, yeah, and very is that, common. Is that, is that, yeah, very common. So it's sort of like um, or, or like their their mood, their mood change, their demeanor change. Um, I mean, is what I mean. What I was going to say because I've I've had that in people before. They've said to me, "I used to be a happy go lucky," and 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 it, now everything just seems like it feels like I'm running through treacle. Yeah, why mm. why why does that why does that happen? There are many changes, and and as you rightly said, uh, the the you know the impacts that I mentioned that where the pill will affect, you know those particular things that will will help it work for contraception. Um, the the these synthetic hormones are moving right throughout the body, so every single organ is impacted. Now, in the natural menstrual cycle, every organ is impacted as well because we have a changing hormonal profile throughout the month. Um, and, and but this is a natural cycle. So the interesting thing is with uh, with the pill, with other hormonal contraception, it's the only drug we take other than perhaps recreational drugs. But we'll mm. put that aside for now. Uh, it's the only drug we take to impact a, a healthy function, I'm, and our yeah. reproductive system is a is a healthy function. Now I fully understand the uh, incredibly important reasons. That, that women and couples are wanting to use uh, contraception that's effective, you know, that's obviously, you know, really important and I really, I really totally get that. Um, I, but I do feel that we're, uh, there's very, very few women that I've ever met who felt, you know, that they had enough information once they maybe after a short time or maybe after many years coming off the pill and then suddenly realising that many um, uh, side effects they were having, many health conditions they were having that they didn't realise were connected to their taking the pill suddenly are clearing up and they had no idea that those things were connected and they've often been to doctors repeatedly about these other conditions but no one was helping put that together for them. Uh, so I, I think there's, there's, while there might be important reasons to take the pill, uh, there's also really very important reasons to consider that carefully to make sure you're fully informed whether a woman is using it currently and then now wants to inform herself or whether she's considering it um, and wants to wants to be well informed before before taking it yeah I think like for example I always say I'm not a medical doctor so I can't give medical advice yeah get that out legally but what I say if it was if it's my girl whenever I've been with a girlfriend or if it was my daughter or whether if people in my family i'd be like we're, we're, we're gonna go for uh, we're gonna do other ways we're gonna, there's gonna be lots of other things that we can do because i don't want you changing your hormonal profile i don't want you doing that to your body because obviously long-term effects as well as the short-term effects but the reason um we're just talking about um withdrawal one of the things with that is with the pill though it gives women power because they're taking it they're in control mm. whereas with things like uh, and it's almost a diaphragm is that they're doing it whereas with like a putting a condom on the mouth um, or putting it out of the mouth, you know, that's, the women are in control there. You know, sometimes it, it's like they're relying on their partner. And if you're a long-term partner, fine. But if it happens to be something that you're, you're, you've are you come into like a random sexual encounter, it sort of covers their bases, which I can completely understand. And that's probably something that um, it's for women out there, you know, they don't want to have an unplanned pregnancy, especially with something because, you know, and we can go into different things of like 
society is it great just to be having one night stands and what that can do anyway because you know at the end of the day i do think the family unit is something that should be lauded rather than rather than abolished i think it becomes uh, seeing studies for all sorts but it does give them the power but but it does come with with uh, side effects there and as you said like one of the one of the things uh mentioned because i want to go through some of the things because We've got, we've got, <laughs> we've got like a few things you mentioned there. So they can be that they're not feeling themselves, um, not feeling themselves. And there's, there's other things. I mean, you you can go in, go into these things yourself. But the problem as well with taking the pill, I mean, this is the thing because people you said before take them out of that being healthy. It's one of the only things you do to take yourself out of being healthy, which is which is almost ludicrous. And then people one wonder why oh they well they know they can put on weight, you know, or or they um, feel tired in the morning and they haven't got that, that vitality. Um and it and it can uh, it can well the other thing that they've seen the studies have shown is that it changes women's sexual preferences. Now mm-hmm. this is really, really interesting. It's something that that um, they did a study. They did this with chimpanzees. They've also noted it in, in humans now as well. So when a woman is ovulating and she's not on the pill, she'll go for someone who's like a man who's more like an alpha male. Someone they see as someone like quite a st- strong person, um, quite a se- sexual orientation. You know, someone, someone. What's that show that everyone's been watching? Um, Game of Thrones. I can't remember the character in it, but they also listening to someone over there. So they'll be going for someone like that, and they're like, like, or like Maximus Meridius, where his name is Gladiator. Like going for like the traditional sort of like alpha male type. When on the pill, that changes, and they go for people that are not like that. And then funny enough, they've seen that women that have been on the pill and met their partner on the pill, when they come off, they can lose sexual appeal for that person. And they're almost mm-hmm. like that fog's been removed and they're like, I'm not actually sexually attracted to this person. Um, mm. I don't know if you've seen those studies. Oh, I have. And, and if, you, if you don't mind, I'd like to explain them a Go little into bit it. more. Um, what uh, I'm imagining this is the same study that you're talking about is what they found is that being on the pill changes our sense of smell uh, and our sensitivity to the pheromones of of uh, if in case of heterosexual women the men we're meeting so um, normally without using hormonal contraception we're uh, attracted to someone who has a very a very different uh, immune uh, the opposite, to right? Yeah. So that yeah, should we yeah. have children, our children will have the the maximum possible immunity uh, to different things in the environment because that was it, what yeah. about? Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas if you're on the pill, you tend to be attracted to someone with the same kind of uh, immunity, and this is all mm. through smell, obviously totally unconscious, and um, and therefore. Later on, if you have children with that person, it narrows the uh, immune, the natural immunity of the child, and also reduces the the uh, the fertility of, the, of that particular issue. Uh, for, reduces the the capacity to conceive, not completely by any means, but it does. Um, and then, if a woman comes off, you know, maybe they, they get happily married they have a have a great time for a few years decide to uh have a baby she comes off the pill 
um, you know, gets gets pregnant and so on. And then after a while, she thinks, oh, he just doesn't smell very good anymore. <laughs> you know, what's happened to him? And it's really not having this influence of, of being on the pill. So, of course, there are many different reasons and ways that we're attracted to someone. And this is a very unconscious one. Um, and a lot of people might look at that and say, well, that's not going to affect me. But uh, the truth How'd is... You know? that it's a very unconscious thing and you know yeah. we're it's, it's a very animal kind of aspect of our sexuality what we're attracted to in terms of smell um so i think it would we would have to consider by this research that it would be a factor in um in in creating less uh satisfaction less uh sort of marital happiness um in a in a couple over time once the woman's off the pill or even being a factor that might lead to divorce and separation so um you know i think that's uh, i think that's really interesting and i also think you know people might say well you know that's that's not going to affect me uh but if we add up all these little effects we really have to realize this is a major uh major impact on our body not only on our body but also our our psyche our emotions uh one of the one of the most common impacts as as you uh suggested earlier uh with the pill is is the, its effect on mood and all having looked at many studies i can't say i've unearthed them all but uh all the studies i've looked at uh, that, that do look at the the impact of the pill on mood. Sometimes they're just looking at that. Sometimes they're looking at several things. Um, it's very high. It's close to 50%. There was a study in Melbourne some years ago of women um, who had never been on the pill before. They had never had any, uh, they'd never been diagnosed with depression before. And they, uh, they took uh, the pill for six months and almost half of them had clinically um, recognisable symptoms of depression after mm. six months, which, you know, we would not allow any of the drug onto the market that did that. You know, it's, it's, it's totally uh, mind-blowing that we're happy to, uh, to keep this chucking along and, and giving it to young girls. It's... Uh... It's something that it's serious. I mean, it's it's the power these companies have as well. Like people, it's it's just so ingrained in our in our society now. As you mentioned there, mm. like that's huge. When people say oh, it wouldn't affect me. It's like, well, how do you know? Because you're under that chemical blanket. Like you, you, no one knows until they come off it and they feel great. I mean, I I've known personally it's just from people, clients mm. that I've 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 done this belt with. Um, I've I've had this issue with, and also just women in my social circle. You know, and you said there, it's like. It's what, how it changes how a man smells. It's like, well, women can go to the gym and they, they see that guy squatting or doing whatever, and they really like it because the pheromones he's releasing. They're like, oh, my God, he get really sexually turned on. Because that's, look, we all think we're above it because we're in 2019. <laughs> it's something I say a lot. In 2019, we developed. It's like, yeah, you can't get rid of millions of years of chemistry and genetics. You know, that's how, we, that's how we're attracted to people. And we don't realize these things sometimes. And like, I think it was a study done with chimpanzees. They gave, he, uh, chimpanzee like, picks three women, uh, three like, females of the species. And then they put those females on the pill and he just rejected them straight away. And then when it, mm. he put, and then he found other women and then when he put them all on the pill, he didn't want to go with any of them. And he was just like, mm. he actually went, he actually went batshit crazy and was like, and then they started seeing mm. the symptoms in the men's, which is, which is interesting. And, uh, 
And it's just like that, that thing of pheromones. And as you said there, depression, anxiety. I mean, when you're chemically altering your body like that, and it's not just the pill that does this. There's many drugs, synthetic molecules mm. do this. Mm. And, and mm. you start putting them all together. I mean, this is one of the things as well. We talk about long-term effects, especially with fertility. I mean, we've noticed that lots of couples, you know, they never used to have, have to go into IVF. And now there's like a, it's almost like a pub on every corner. There's IVF clinics opening up everywhere. Mm. And there's many reasons to go into that. One of which I wonder as well is if women are picking, I mean, we go into water supply, EMFs, you can go into organic food, you can go into other medications, stress, etc. But if women on the pill are not picking the, as you say, the alpha male or someone who's, who's yeah, like, like traditionally thought of as someone whose seed's going to be wanting to, to procreate with someone, and they're picking men that are along the same which is reducing the immunity like and then and then and these men may have lower testosterone may have lower um sterile um, characteristics could that be one of the reasons why they're struggling mm -hmm. to to um conceive as, as well i don't know i don't really know the research on that I, i'll just go back perhaps this will help uh, to, to something you mentioned before um, around, you know, this is not so much on the, on the scent and picking up the scent, but uh, mm -hmm. there has been research with women who aren't on the pill uh, who, you know, and, and a lot of women report this, that they're, they're particularly sexually motivated around ovulation. And uh, a lot of women that may be very happily uh, in a, uh, in a long-term relationship find they're extra sort of attracted to, very, uh, I you think you used the term macho, uh, sorry, um, alpha male, alpha. but mm. alpha, my understanding would that be, would be sort of particularly macho men. Um, yeah. so, so men that are very physical, for instance, mm. and, and it really, it's nature's way of looking, looking for, you know, the most vigorous sperm, you know, what's going to be the best genetic, you know, the healthiest genes here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas the rest of the month, she's more attracted to someone who's, you know, whose skills and capacities are more rounded, you know, someone who can fold a fitted sheet, for heaven's sake, someone who, someone who can, you know, they can share their life with and in, in all sorts of ways is more of interest the rest of the month. Uh, now, it doesn't mean women act on this, but it's, uh, you know, they often report that, that kind of attraction. <laughs> Well, that's just that's nature, right? You know, that's nature it at, its, nature. at its finest. It's just trying to nature finds a way, and it procreates. This is why. So, we talk about men. It's like, are they just um, hound dogs, or is there something in their brain that they almost don't compute? Same with women. Like when it happens, you can try to. This is the thing I would say. Sure, you can try to stop. Like all, if if a woman goes for that time and they and they do cheat or something happens in that time, it's like, are they a bad person or are they just succumb to those that natural instinct and they just couldn't stop themselves? You know, it's one of those things. And I think it's something that that people, you know, we're trying to build those people as perfect people in, in the society, Western society. But you know, nature's there for a reason, and these things have been genetically. It genetically imprinted in us for, 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 for years and years and years and so it's really hard to get across from that and so like when we go into it you know i would say that there's, there's good and bad, bad bad things about the pill but when we get on we get, get on to a few of them so the good for like for, for a man's point of view you know women get bigger breasts and they get lighter periods uh less painful periods the most the women get less painful periods yeah, it, it really um, depends on, on where they are when they start. For some women, yeah. uh, it, it's used as a therapy to help them be lighter and easier. 
And yep. for some women that works, but it's not, not necessarily. Okay. Um, I've got more predictable periods. That's well, yes, that's because that's because you're having the withdrawal yep. bleed. So I stop it now and I, you know, I know I'll bleed yep. the, cool. the next day. Um, mm. Other things they use it for, like, obviously, like not having to worry about getting pregnant and being sexually sort of care, carefree uh, and also mm. better complexion of the skin. A lot of people will use that, which we can get into. Uh, and as mm. parents, you know, if people for their child's taking consideration that they've got to worry less, you know, they probably um, think it makes the kid more responsible. They they, they don't mm. know the medical risks, uh, and they've probably got a denial mechanism of like, oh, they're taking it so they're more responsible, mm. even though it's not. So a few things we're going into there, like when we talk about because you know women get take keep giving this for, for their skin, etc. Um, which, but. There's something that I heard, I think it was a term I heard, which was like post, um, post-pill post symptoms or post-pill, mm. post I can't what it was called. And it's like what can happen... Syndrome. Mm. Post-pill syndrome, yeah. And what can happen to women after after it after happens? Because when they want it as well, have you ever noticed, I mean, afterwards they can get this, but even when they want it, do, have you ever heard of women saying that their sexual energy is missing? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and and um, I'll, I'd, I'd like to explain that a little bit. And this is, uh, and it's not it's not everyone, but it, uh, this is also a very common um, side effect of the pill. Which is, I mean, which is sort of a, a, a dark joke. Is that one of the ways the pill works? Is it it makes you uninterested in having sex? Right. Yeah. Um, and the reason for this, uh, or the the reason we think, and there could be a number of things, is that. Uh, uh, in women who are taking the pill, there's a there's a um, a compound called the sex hormone hormone binding globulin, and what that does is it attaches to testosterone in the body, and women do produce testosterone as well, not not in the same quantities, but we do have it. So it attaches to testosterone and takes it out of our system. Uh, women who are on the pill have ten times the amount of sex hormone binding globulin than women who right. aren't on the pill. Women right. who were on the pill but have been off it for 12 months still have four times the amount of sex hormone binding globulin than women who have never been on the pill. So there is some thinking that perhaps in some women it never goes back to what it was before you took the Right, yeah, I've heard that. Uh, so, uh, so you know, and testosterone is closely related to to mood as well as libido, and libido is not just you know feeling like sex right now. It's also the spark for life, that real interest in oh, I'm enthusiastic about this, and I feel really good about that, and I want to create this, and I want to go and see my friends. You know, it's that spark we have for life. So if we're uh, you know if if we're really putting a major dampener on that. We just feel, you know, flatter, more, more bland. We're, we're just, as, as you mentioned earlier on, a lot of women on the pill feel just not really themselves, just a bit off. And I'll, I'll tell you one story about a woman uh, that we did include in the book uh, who had, I met her uh, when I gave a talk in Sydney. Um, and I, it was a whole sort of naturopathic conference, and she was she worked for a company that of um, sort of health products, and so she and I was there talking about the uh, impacts of hormonal contraception. So she was listening from, from the back of the room, and she says, as it went on, she said, "Oh my goodness, you know, she'd been on the pill twenty years, and she went tick 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 all these." 
health symptoms uh, she was experiencing and having trouble with, um, uh, she could see were on that list of side effects from the pill. So uh, someone introduced me to her after the talk and we, we had a chat. Um, and she'd, as I said, she'd been on it for 20 years and with the support of another uh, naturopath who was there who was local to her, she decided uh, to come off the pill and you know she she did some uh, work with a naturopath just to help just to help sort of um, support her system in that process. I then saw her six months later at a similar event, and she came up to introduce herself again. And I have to tell you, I didn't recognise her. She looked so different. Her skin was completely different. Uh, she and 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 she told me, you know, she she felt so different for many years she thought she would that was just her that she was just a low-level depressive she just had this you know I'm not very sparky she thought she, it was her that she didn't have any libido uh, at this time she'd uh, I think she'd already met the man who became her husband by then and she was you know she got her libido back and uh, many of her health conditions had had really cleared up or were on the way to clearing up um, and I think, and one of the things she said is a few days, and I think this is really the, the most poignant thing about this whole story, is uh, a couple of weeks after she stopped taking the pill, uh, she said she woke up one morning and she oh, oh, I feel really strange. What is it? It's really, really weird. She had, and then suddenly she realised she felt happy. Amazing, yeah. Well, the fog had lifted. The fog had lifted. Fog had lifted. Yeah. And it's like... I always say to like it's it's a it's a thing with like you add that to this is the thing like it's like a chemical shit we talked about. I want to get into the symptoms that you you women can have there, but just just on a quick one, like you know, with women being told they're they're not beautiful enough, or they've got to be this sort of like Instagram world we live in now. You know, you add the pill to breast implants, to lip fillers, you know, to chemical mm. skinwear, to shampoos. Mm. You know, all these things laden with chemicals, putting it inside mm. their body, you know, as well as that. And it's just like, no wonder they're feeling so horrific and mm. feeling so low. And, and you said before you had, I mean, I want to get into what the increases were with statins combined with the pill is like a, is one that's been red flagged. But just, just for women out there, what are some of the symptoms that they can experience when they're on the pill? I think uh, it, it's it's highly variable because because it depends on their system when they start. Um, yeah. And before I get into that specifically, because it, it is a really important question, I want to talk about the underlying things that change and then how mm. that will impact individual women. So uh, the pill, uh, you know, it's synthetic hormones. So for some women, uh, they have a very strong, very immediate impact. I've known women that immediately become seriously depressed and, and uh, suicidal on the pill. And they try, they're told to, well, just tough it out for a couple of months and it'll all lift. Um, and, you know, and I, I spoke to one woman, woman not that long ago who, who said she tried, she really tried and she'd get to work every day and she'd just be sobbing. Uh, and, and after, you know, four weeks, she just, she just stopped. She just couldn't bear it anymore. Um, mm. And we, we encourage this. As a, as a society to, you know, yeah. tough, tough, tough that out. It, it's extraordinary. Um, and, yeah, so, so and I've known women who also become extremely nauseous straight away or start or fainting straight away uh, so, uh, and, and, um, and vomiting. So for them, 
their experience is so strong they just can't stay on it it's just too too uh too debilitating really um in some ways horrible as those symptoms are in some ways i think they're lucky because they quickly realize that they just can't take these drugs yeah 100%, uh, I it's not, not going to work for them so they have to do the research to look for other things whereas other women who don't have immediate impacts and we have to remember that research has shown that around 80 percent of women who at any time in their life take hormonal contraception around 80 percent will start before they're 20 and these drugs are given to girls as, as young as 12 uh and quite a high percentage have started yes 12. uh often for period problems at that age um mm. And in some cases, not. Uh, but um, and and quite a, a high percentage before they're even sort of legally adults. So if you imagine being a a teenager, still, you know, do you remember being a teenager? You know, mm. we're getting to know ourselves. We're we're questioning, you know, our values. We're we're trying to understand the world and the people around us, and and what's what's true for me and who I am. Imagine doing that under a under this hormonal cloud. Uh, I mean, we're already got, got intense hormones, uh, yeah, but if we're adding that. that as well, yeah. So, so we come to know ourselves at that very uh, potent time under the cloud of uh, hormonal contraception, and uh, you know that has an amazing impact. So, the other area that it, that it has a really profound impact, but it's more slow, slow development is that uh, the pill changes the pH in the gut. And we know now how hugely impactful what's going on in our gut is. So when that is changed, our uptake of nutrients changes. And so a lot of nutrients, no matter how good a person's diet is, a lot of nutrients will become more and more depleted in the body. And some will be overly represented. Um, it sort of will work the other way. So it'll be it'll be out of balance. And, you know, even if a woman on the pill takes, you know, really thinks she's very health conscious and really tries to be very health conscious and maybe takes certain supplements, it'll still be out of balance because her gut isn't able to, uh, isn't in a natural state, isn't in its healthiest state. Uh, so this will impact her gut her capacity to uh, to to absorb nutrition, and over time, uh, and and if we think that most are starting in their teens, and most girls in their teens are sort of in optimum health. I mean, they can, mm. they might be eating a lot of takeaway or something, but you know, we we all know that we uh, in most cases we bounce back, you know, like a rubber ball in in those years. So we're starting with with the this sort of uh, bouncy health of youth. Um, but over time, uh, this will our our basic good health will diminish, and our tendencies for certain conditions, whatever they are genetically, whatever our own weaknesses are, will then start to rise to the surface. And that's why there are so many different side effects to the pill, and some that just seem so totally unrelated. Uh, the pill, uh, in someone who has a, a tendency toward uh, sort of headache and migraine, it will really exacerbate that. In someone who, need, you know, who needs um, to wear glasses and wants to use contact lenses, a lot of women uh, on the pill, they, they can't use contact lenses. It makes it too, uh, something in it affects the, uh, the moisture in the eye, and the tear ducts and changes that 
so that it becomes very gritty and they can't use contact lenses. Uh, there are many, many side effects that won't kill you, but just are, are really uncomfortable and, and yeah. difficult. Yeah, it's something that that needs. Yeah, I mean, just 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 so people really out there experience it, they think, oh, something's wrong. They don't understand that these are all say side effects, unwanted effects that come come with it, this pill. And it's something that you know when you go through life, you want to. If you know, these are your, these are like your most vital, like I say, vital like the years where you should have the most vitality. Uh, and if you're taking a pill at 12 years old and the things that it can be doing to you, if it's impacting your gut microbiome, like you're saying, and stopping the uh, regulation of, of nutrients, it's also going to probably be stopping like ser- serotonin production, melatonin production. Um, it's going to be impacting, yeah, your, you say your mental and emotional health is intrinsically linked to your gut health. And no wonder it impacts your, your mental emotional health. And so these are really like big issues that, that parents and people going on this need to understand especially because women they're on this stuff for decades sometimes two decades mm. And, mm. and then and then so i just mentioned before so we've got um post-pill syndrome uh and things like that but actually one, one of the things i wanted to ask before we get into that was when these pills mix with other drugs one in particular was statins have you looked into the impact that that can have on someone i have to say i haven't uh, I haven't particularly seen that research, but what I what I have seen, which is related to that, is that women who are on the pill long term, it, it has a significant impact on their arterial plaque, right? Which, which of course affects, you know, can, yeah. can uh, be a precursor to um, heart problems yeah. and heart yeah. attacks and so on. So, so I think uh, I'm just uh, so this the research showed that for every Oh gosh, I'm I'm pretty sure this is right. Uh, every five years that a woman's on the pill, the uh, her arterial plaque is is twenty percent thicker than a, a woman who isn't on it at all. Right. So you know, so if you're on it for say two decades, um, that's going to be you know eighty percent more arterial plaque. Than a woman of a similar age who has, who who is not on the pill. So yeah. that's a sort of a slow moving impact, and it doesn't go away when you stop the pill. So you might stop it at forty five or something, uh, but you've got a you've got a ticking bomb in there that is more, uh, you know, that that is that is means you've got more plaque. There's less room in your arteries. Um, that when you add that to other factors that can can impact uh, and, and grow arterial plaque, um, it's just another factor that's going to going to uh, you know make that a ticking bomb for a woman, whether it goes off then or in, in ten or fifteen years. Um, it's it's an impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. It's it's all. Um, it's all. It's almost. It's always say say it's like when you got these. Um, foods that are sprayed with one chemical uh, and mm. you've got so you've got a potato sprayed with one chemical and you've got carrot sprayed with another chemical <clears throat> and you've got your courgette sprayed with another chemical then you put it in the in the in the oven and all of a sudden you've got this chemical soup that no one even knows what's going on there and then you put it in your body and you're wondering what's going on so these drugs and no one mm. looks at the impact of these drugs when they combine with each other and um mm. i think i've read that there are some severe effects with combining the pill with statins and, and so Could you, and yeah tell me about that yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember what 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 it was, but in terms of um, lowering 
well, straight away because obviously statins and learning break that um, it can really reduce people's cholesterol production as well. And obviously, mm. cholesterol is like the precursor for every sex hormone, um, and so it can mm. it can impair their ability to 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 what one one was like the immune the immune function as you mentioned before mm-hmm. two was actually the ability to actually like birth healthy babies later on because of the mm-hmm. immune, immune in the system i can't remember i had it i think i'll try and dig it out um we're going to like maybe another time but i was trying to remember if we can if someone grab it up on, on the uh, on google you can research into it like just type in google uh statins mm. uh, with, i'll have a look um, yeah with with um the pill and there was there's other th- i can't remember what what else it did i think it, what as you said as well it impact the uptake of certain nutrients as well. So say so don't quite mean this going to research. I remember reading it and thinking, oh, that was really interesting. I mean, statins in my opinion are, are, are I wouldn't I wouldn't go on them, put it that way. Um that and so if you combine them with the pill, as you said, and the fact that you mentioned that that it could add to the arterial blockage, I'm not, not surprised, mm-hmm. but it actually impairs the body's ability to heal in certain ways. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, so adding these things together, and they wonder people, and they wonder, people wonder why they're ill. I'm like, you're taking two extremely mm. powerful drugs here that are impacting mm. your body's ability to, I mean, cholesterol, you know, if, if, this is the thing with, with cholesterol. They've realized, um, talking to many different doctors on here, the people with the highest cholesterol in the world have actually got the lowest mortality rate across the board. Um, mm. And so and so, it's amazing that when you say, well, what's high cholesterol? It depends. Everyone's individual. You know, statistics mean nothing for the individual. And it's not actually <clears throat> the cholesterol that's the problem. It's the fact that someone's using a toxic life. There's to- the toxic life is leading to um, actually like um, toxins, etc., coming in and, and scarring and making that cutting mm. in the arterial wall and that cholesterol then comes along to heal heal cholesterol is very mm. healing it comes on to heal and that's where the blockage comes because of actually having to push more more cholesterol into these into these uh into the into the arteries to actually heal these heal these um so to say like uh, the impact that's been done by this toxin so i mean the other thing we wanted to talk about was you know as i said before we got into a couple of times we, we go into it post pill syndrome now after women come off the pill you know, do they, I mean, how long does it take for their body to rebound? Do they, can it, can it stop a woman ever getting pregnant? Is that, is that impact known? Um, can it stop their fertility? Does it, can it impact them, their, their mood going forward? You know, and then people, even, even their sex drive, can it have long-term effects there? And, and also um, ovulation, you know, women, I've, I've, not, I've, I've heard of women and it's just, Say we're getting it's not it's not we talk we talk about anything here, but like they they get this vaginal discharge that they're not used to. And they're like, oh, what was that? Have I got something wrong with me? And it's actually mm. a bit, well, it's actually a very healthy sign to get that because it means you're actually ovulating. So I mean, mm. this is like it's almost um it's almost like to talk about these things. I think it's really important so women don't know. So women know that there's nothing nothing wrong with them when this happens because like, it can take a little while for the body to rebound after being on this pill for a while right and and that doesn't come without its, its symptoms and, and the things that can come along with it yes uh, that's right and and it, and it will depend very much on the individual woman and how long she's been on the pill uh, in some instances if a woman started taking it quite young uh, 
and, in, and often it's actually prescribed for girls if their period is irregular. It's quite normal to have an irregular period for you know the first couple of years of having a menstrual cycle. Um, and if there's a lot of changes during those years or weight changes or a lot of sports training, you know, that can, or, or ballet, you know, uh, dance training as well, uh, that can really impact, you know, a, a girl's cycle too. So, so sometimes people are disturbed by that and they get put on the pill. So if that happens uh, and then maybe she's on it for 15 years, uh, then comes off uh, either wanting to have a break or to, to conceive, then her body, if you imagine, you know, before her body really got the hang of having a nice, strong, regular menstrual cycle, it was switched off. Okay. Uh, and uh, so it can be really, and, and then what is, it's not going to bounce back straight away. It's, and in some cases, um, it just never does. Uh, for some women, because we don't know if you, particularly if a girl's taking it particularly young or if she's given it, you know, I don't think it's a personal choice at that age, but if you're given it quite young, um, we don't know what her fertility's like. And there are women who come off the pill who really realise that they, they quite possibly weren't very fertile anyway and, um, and could, have, could have happily used something else. Uh, you know, for contraception uh, at the time. So the other things that can happen, uh, for some women, they don't have a lot of symptoms when they come off the pill. Um, but for others, you know, they might, they might be afraid that the, you know, really strong cramps are going to come back or really heavy bleeding is going to come back. But, of course, if it's 15 or 20 years later, many things in their body have changed. And I would just suggest, you know, for a woman wanting to come off the pill, that she really uh, think about, you know, what what health therapies, what what therapies, what health practices, uh, what you know, good health practitioners, particularly in women's health and reproductive health, are available that can help her with. Uh, natural therapies, with good diet, uh, with with a number of things, and and certain um, you know whatever physical exercise appeals to her, but you know some some yoga can be fantastic uh, with a good yoga teacher uh, to to help get her system really moving in a very sort of healthy, rhythmic, and positive way. It can be um, there's not many women who bounce back and feel like oh it's all happening beautifully straight mm -hmm. away. Um, and nor should a woman uh, come off the pill in order to try and conceive straight away. Uh, it, that she should leave that at least for a few months because after many years on the pill, her nutritional status is going to be down. Um, so as you can imagine, as you mentioned earlier, you know, women are built to, to, um, uh, to be able to feed too. Um, and in order to feed to and, and really give a child the best start possible to build their body in the best way possible, we want our nutrition to be optimal rather than mm -hmm. okay for an yep. adult to get by in the world. You know, we really want it to be as good as possible. So I would suggest to people, you know, if they're getting coming off the pill in order to want to, to conceive, to give themselves, um, you know, at least a few months and I would suggest a good six months um, and really pay careful attention to their health, both the uh, for the mother and the father. Because even though a sperm is a very tiny thing, the health of the sperm makes a huge difference uh, to the health of the baby 
And uh, we know that in, uh, in the case of miscarriages, uh, the, the cause of miscarriages is around uh, at least 50% because of unhealthy sperm. So it's important. Uh, it's- Hundred percent. I always say to people, you know, this is not. So it's like um, what for me and clients who are trying to get pregnant. You know, it's funny how many people they come up with women come in my program and they've got a health history, etc. And they've always been struggling. Or even we deal with women who have been trying IVF for years, and they put all the things mm. that we've been my, my program minimum of like four months. They put everything in place, and they're like, right, I'm falling pregnant. I'm like, no, no, mm. no wonder. Like you've taken all this stress off your body. Um, mm. and you're giving it the right nutrients, you've increased your internal health, your gut microbiome, your immune system, and you're relaxed. You know, it's one of these things you said earlier, it's like a badge of honor nowadays to be stressed in this society, you know, to be like, yes. oh, I go to bed late and I get up early. It's like, well, how can juices do that to help? You know, I always say to people, yeah. you don't see, you know, a rattlesnake with endometriosis or alligator with PCOS. Mm. These are all things that we've got because we're living outside Mother Nature's rules. And as you mm. as you mentioned then, I think it's really, really important for, for women to have that time because even if you've got an egg, an egg and it's fertile, you know, you truly want that egg to be as healthy as possible and you give that child the best best chances. And so three to six months minimum of getting yourself and your partner healthy so you can produce a healthy mm. baby and clean yourself with toxins. It gives healthy you while a healthier baby is going to be, right? And so that's a really important thing you said then. Also, they're still going to be detoxing all these chemicals and changing the hormonal profile as they come off it. I mean, and some people are just so fertile that they come off it and boom. But one of the things they've yes. got to realize is, uh, you know, you've got it's about giving yourself and maybe that best that best chance. And so, you know, doing everything you can, and it's and it's something that people always say as well. Women um, looked at research, and even after they've had a child. It's, Generally, it takes about three years to even fully get back to where mm. they were before that, you know. And women have like, children quite a lot, uh, mm. quite quickly. Mm. And it's like, you know how much mm. that takes out of the body? Uh, it's why mm. a lot of women, they have a child and they get ill because they've literally given that child, all of them, they've literally done. And so really important for women to take care of themselves. Um, I think it's like, uh, and now in today's world, it's where it's just this madness of saying that men and women are the same. And, uh, you know, mm. yeah, we're human, so we're more similar than not, but we're very different. It's like, have you ever met a man or a woman and realised how different we are than hormonal profiles? Like, men are not meant to, well, women are not meant to be everything a man is. They're meant to be everything a man isn't and same. And so it's really important for me to understand that and to give themselves that time, that rest. You know, they're mm. very, it's yin and yang, mm. very different energies and they complement mm. each other understand where we're coming from this is why so a lot of people as well i mean go on to the pill um you'll see things like oh, again to one, one of the women that listened to the stories that she come off the pill and she had extremely bad skin it's acne but wasn't even mm. acne it was the back it was on her bum so back knee bum knee whatever you want to call it you know all, mm. all over and this was a symptom of coming off the pill and mm. actually doctor was quite holistic in things and he said this is what's happened we need to just Go through this and get get. This is unfortunately something we're going to have to work through and work to the nutrition, mm. work to the stress management, mm. everything. And, mm. and over a while, it disappears. She's like, right, but these sort of things can happen after the pill. But some sometimes people go on the pill. Um, for example, if spoke to many women or the other women have like endometriosis or PCOS or even like ovarian cysts because of the pill. Um, mm. Have you ever dealt dealt with any, any women like that? I heard many stories um, about those sort of issues. Uh, yes, it, it certainly the pill can certainly exacerbate those those conditions. 
because, you know, introducing, I think anything that's introducing um, hormones, which we know are incredibly powerful in incredibly tiny quantities, uh, the hormones in our body are measured in parts per million, billion or trillion in the body so it's and i heard an analogy of a of a part per part per billion is uh one drop of gin for 40 train carriage you know you know not train carriages you know those tankers train tankers of of, um what do you put gin in um tonic so you know one drop for 40 that's that's the the power and yet that has an impact at that tiny percentage so for us to, uh, in a caval- with a cavalier attitude, just to, oh, well, we'll add this one or we'll change this one or we'll give you this one um, for decades at a time is, is, is really playing havoc with things that we, you know, even endocrinologists would, would very happily say that their field of endocrinology is in its infancy. We're, we're learning new things about hormones, what hormones do, um, uh, in, in the human body all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and yet we're, we're using this very blunt instrument. There was a man, oh, if I can remember his name, he was one of the, the fathers of the pill, Carl, I'll remember it later. <laughs> um, he was in Melbourne speaking uh, in the 90s and that was, you know, a good 30 years or so since he was... Um, since he was involved in the research uh, that brought the pill to market, and and he said he was a, he was very surprised that it was still used because he felt it was a very blunt instrument. Mm. It's right. It's, and, it's... and yeah, go go ahead. I was going to say it's. Um, I think you know as a, as a, a you know it's been commercially very successful as you as you suggested earlier on and and i think that's one of the reasons um it's you know they they just tinker around the edges of these formulations but basically it's making billions of dollars for pharmaceutical companies every year with very little uh, r&d going into it uh, a certain amount needed to be put aside for court cases for from women suffering uh, from serious side effects, uh, but beyond that, it just it just makes money. And interestingly, in in all my years in this field, I've, we've been hearing since the seventies about research into male methods. Uh, now, I don't recommend either, <laughs> but. This is just an interesting factor. So uh, every now and again, we're still saying, oh, look, this is about to come onto the market or another few years, you know, a male pill or a male this or that, but but of the, the drug types, um, not so much, you know, various different um, types of surgery or something like that, but this is, this is of pharmaceuticals. But they're not on the market. And you know why they're not on the market? Because whenever there is... A, a side effect found in any research, they just know it won't sell or they think it won't sell. There are men who would be very keen to take the load off their, their wife or partner uh, and to share that load, um, but they don't see it as, as, as having the potential to be so commercially successful, so it doesn't. Yeah, you know. And they ask over. women and women say, gee, would I trust my husband to take that every day? Well, it's but the thing. I don't it's think that's uh, fair necessarily either. I think I think some men maybe wouldn't would forget. Some women forget. Some men would be fabulous at it. 
Um, yeah. Well, men are less. This is one of the things that Jordan Peterson talks about. Do you know Jordan Peterson? Um, clinical psychologist. Oh, yes, yes. Talk, yeah. yeah, he talks about mm-hmm. men are just less agreeable, like in general. Mm-hmm. Like in, it, over this way, so like men just are like, no, I don't want to do that. Whereas women are like, oh, well, okay, maybe for the. So this is the way. It's not not everyone, mm-hmm. but like men are less agreeable. But mm-hmm. it's in, we talk about how hormones in, affect us. So hormones are playing a huge impact, and if it means they've noticed that the alligators in the wild now, they you know the hormones in the water mm-hmm. are affecting mm-hmm. so much. The, alligator, mm-hmm. the alligators' penises are actually not long enough to impregnate the female alligators. That's yeah. how much yeah. hormones. Can be different and they turn turn the fish all into hermaphrodites so hormones mm. are huge. people when you're not detoxing your body regularly when you're not having the right say day mm. detoxification was i say like it's in so it's a word that gets thrown around when you're taking in too many toxins for too many mm. things that are altering your hormones that shouldn't be there you know and you're impacted by all these things then people that people don't even know for how they should feel because they're constantly they feel terrible yeah. so one of the things exactly. i'll ask you is what we get we're going to get into what other options but first if women are on the pill what are some of the things they can do to to maybe offset these the, the side effects as much i mean is there a particular diet that they can eat is, is it have you noticed like a, any sort of dietary things that they can do or is it mainly like well you've just got to sort of grit your teeth and go and go for it but surely <laughs> Surely, having like a, an organic diet or think free f- uh, free of allergens and and uh, inflammatory foods, and maybe then putting things like cultured foods or fermented foods in the gut, having a probiotic, um, t- t- taking things that can maybe strip out the extra extra maybe hmm. estrogen that's going in. I know. Would would this help? Look, I, look. I think I, we would we would have to say that always it's going to be better to have a good diet. Yeah. You know, always that's going to that's going to help. Uh, but uh, a woman has to also realise that it's not ever going to completely uh, completely get rid of these the side effects because of the impact of the hormones um, directly and also indirectly through through the effect on the gut. Uh, yeah. And and interestingly, I think uh, a lot of women when they do uh, you know really decide to get into a into a really uh, a healthier lifestyle they find they can't tolerate being on the pill. You know, it's, it's not even sort of an intellectual decision. It's actually, they, it just starts to feel really wrong and they just become more sensitive to what it's doing to them uh, and don't want to be on it anymore. So that's, that's often very common. Yeah, I, um, uh, it's like, uh, I always say this, it's like when people um, come off of junk food, because most people can't eat natural, if they've been eating a lot of fast food, junk food, processed foods, refined foods, lots of sugars, etc., and they go to a normal, like eating meals with normal foods, their palate is so destroyed, They the normal food mm. tastes bland to them, and it's almost mm. like they've been living under this like this cover, and so you say to them, sometimes the client's like, your palate will change if you want to get to it faster what we can do we can do a little fast do like a little 24-hour fast then tell me what sauteed spinach with, with butter and salt tastes like to you it tastes phenomenal compared to like you know because having that vowel lifted and so once mm. that vowel has been lifted it's a, it's completely different it's almost like when you've been in the dark room and the light comes in like oh my god it's 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 amazing what they're different it, it, the impact it can have on you because You've been living in, in under such a under such a yeah almost like yeah just, just living in its false reality 
or what, what you think is normal, um, mm. it's normal for you because that's what you've been going through. But once you take away the things that are causing these, these issues, then it's amazing how you can feel. Most people don't even know what it's like to feel healthy, to feel vital, mm. to have good food. So when, it, when they do do that, it's, it's a game changer. And this is just so, so for women out there, we've touched on a few things, okay? So because, you know, when pre- women can only get pregnant when they're ovulating, correct? People out there? Yes. 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 So, so things that women can do, um, and, and couples can do to stop the likelihood of them getting pregnant, is well, we've got this mentioned condom barrier method. You know, I'm not a big fan of of the ins, ins, uh, the insert in the iron. Are, are you? No, it's the no. it's the same, same thing. Crap, same thing. Really. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, and it and it just feels oh, no thanks. Um, but so, things they can do, but one of the things natural like natural methods is like abstaining from sex during the times that women's in ovulation. Would that that work? Mm. Well, it does. Uh, we would always recommend. I mean, and some couples really decide. Yes, that's what we're going to do. They they really want to flow with that. And of course, it doesn't stop a couple from being close, and it doesn't stop other sexual activity. Uh, is it hard? So yeah, that's the thing. That's that's the thing I was going to yeah. say to you. Is it can be quite yeah. hard to keep your hands off of someone when that thing. But is it? Well, like, you've got to be creative. Yeah. yeah, they've been creative, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing yeah. people can do. Um, go dancing, that, go to a movie, and go to dinner. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, exactly. Sorry, I just want to add something to that. But I would always right. recommend uh, that even if a couple decides that that's what they want, that's what they plan to do, is to mm-hmm. have some barrier methods available because you yeah. never know when there's a situation where they really want to make love. It might be that one of them's going away for a while. It might be that they have a big argument and want to make up. And you then don't want that restriction of, oh, well, we can't because that's 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 more difficult emotionally. So yeah. they may make that decision but have something on hand just in case would be my, yeah. my recommendation. And are there any, any barrier methods you think are... Are healthier, better. I mean, for me, for, for, from a male perspective, I know a lot of these condoms mm. have spermicide, mm. in which I'm not a fan mm. of. Mm. Um, so mm. you can you sure. can get organic and natural condoms. Um, and as you man, can, I'm going to say as a man, I've got no issue wearing them. I've got no issue wearing them. Mm. But go ahead. What, what mm. was you gonna What was you gonna say? Well, there's a lot of different kind of condoms, and there are there are some people are allergic to rubber, and mm. there are there are. Uh, you know, medical grade sort of plastic condoms. Yep. There are some that are looser. Uh, I think that I think the Japanese have. Uh, I, I hear I haven't tried them myself, but I don't need them anymore. Um, but apparently, they've got really fantastic, very very hard to to feel, uh, and very very comfortable condoms. Um, but I, um, you know, partly probably because of my age, I when uh, diaphragms were much more popular when I was younger and I loved a diaphragm. I thought it was fantastic because uh, you ne- when you needed it, you used it, the rest of the time, nothing. Uh, and it, it, I would suggest if a couple has, uh, understands and knows how to use a, a range of uh, barrier methods, then... Uh, they can choose that they're not going to then get really tired of one thing and and then think oh let's just not use that and take risks mm-hmm. um they they then can mix mix and match yeah i mean it's and things of like things like a condom as well it's just really easy it's really cheap 
they've got you can stick them in mm. a bedside cabinet or wherever put them in your wallet yes. you know and so like i mean this, this is the thing one, one of the things you just touched on there jane was your age with the pill have you noticed it impacting older older mothers or pushing them into pushing them into um uh, pre-menopausal symptoms faster or anything like that around that i can't say i've come across research around that um okay. so, so i can't i can't really comment um i do think that um you know years years on the pill are going to reduce um, health in a whole lot of ways. So if a woman's approaching menopause and, you know, we're, we're all somewhat aware of that for some women they have, you know, immense symptoms and difficulty during menopause, I feel that that would be exacerbated by yep. a woman who's been on the pill or some version uh, for many years. Partly her health is reduced and also she's less in touch with her body. She's less in touch with... A, a normal healthy cycle and looking after herself through that cycle uh, so she's so she's less tuned in to well what do I need to do to look after myself now she's less mm. she's less uh, practiced at that process so that when menopause comes along it's it's uh, it can be a real train wreck okay yeah I, I completely uh, and uh, yeah I completely agree to be honest with you. yeah it's one of those things I just wondered if you is noticed because it's what it's amazing what happens when when women come off the pills so for for you what would be like what would be if you were to close it up or I say like your 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 summary um what would mm-hmm. you, what would how would you surmise this what would you say to women that are on the pill or to women that are thinking about going on the pill I have two words Mm-hmm. that are key informed choice right mm. which yeah, is so. harder than it sounds <laughs> because to get the information you need uh often you've really got to dig and if and if these days we look for information on the internet a lot of the information is put out by drug companies uh dressed up as you know lovely information but it's it's not uh, so uh, I think it really is worth putting some time into really understanding what, uh, and hopefully a woman doesn't get the side effects, but really really knowing beforehand what the side effects could be so that she, uh, if she starts to experience those, she's not then led down the wrong track of, of not realising that that's connected to being on the pill and may spend years on other medications or uh, getting other treatments uh, because um, really it, it was uh, caused by the pill and she could have, she could have you know, not suffered that for many years. So being really informed whether, uh, whether a woman is on the pill now or considering it and part of that information is really understanding Fully the options, and I, I like to break um, methods of contraception into into three main categories. So we have barrier methods, which are you know condoms, diaphragms, uh, female condoms, that all that so, sort of thing. So I would even yeah, yeah. I would even include um, uh, spermicide in there. Yeah, and then we have fertility awareness methods, uh, so that's which like, include a range. Um, well, it's uh, fertility awareness is uh, kind of what I describe with natural fertility management is a brand, if you like, of fertility okay. awareness. So it can be the, the two main methods in that in most cases are uh, understanding mucus changes and mm-hmm. temperature. 
can be really fantastic. We temperature method, yeah, mucus, yeah, mucus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a lot of apps that talk about that uh, are, or, or little computers that are uh, offering these methods, really they're, they're, they're usually just the temperature method. Uh, but I would always recommend that someone gets, really understands how that works for themselves rather than just rely on a, on a computer. Anyway, they're all, they're all fertility awareness methods. And then the third category are sterilisation methods. So the first two categories are fertility friendly. They're not impacting fertility. They're just getting cluey about managing fertility. Whereas the third category does impact, impact fertility and does impact our health because it's um, either, either temporarily or permanently, um, um, well, I can't think of another word than destroying right now, but uh, mm -hmm. impacting, our, impacting our fertility. Uh, and because we're doing that, we're also impacting our whole health, our whole being. Yep, 100%. So they have to be, they're more serious, you know, they're more, yeah. um, uh, what would you say, they're, they're uh, you know, they do have a, a, a deeper uh, and more invasive impact on our whole body, uh, the, the, um, yeah, the, the sterilisation methods. So it's, it's, it's really up to us to really fully understand them before we go that way. I yeah, yeah, you know, hundred percent. As you said before, <clears throat> looking at all different methods, you know, and looking at the risks associated with the pill, like increases to cancer, fatal blood clots in the bones, impaired muscle gains, long-term sexual dysfunction, heart disease, etc. I mean, all these things. I know you go into uh, in your book. So, what? Where's the best uh, place to find your book, Jane? Um, I I don't know about it in the UK in bookstores, but in a, any any online bookstore will have it. All, yep. the, all the usual, <laughs> all the um, usual. Does uh, it have its own website, okay. or is it on Amazon? Uh, it's on Amazon. It's on Booktopia. I don't know what people are mainly using in the UK, but all of the, all of those places. You can, you can yeah, is it, is it on Audible? Is it on Audible as well? Can people get? Um, can people get it is. It, they can get an ebook, so I'd, I'd say it is. Um, I'm not totally up with uh, all the different sites that it's available on, um, but uh, a, a very quick Google would probably show it up. Perfect. <laughs> and so, where and where and where's the best place for people to find find you, Jay, and your information? Uh, well, I have a website, uh, janebennett.com.au. So it's J-A-N-E, the usual way, B-E-N-N-E-T-T. -E -T. So it's two N's and two T's, com-A-U. So they'll, they'll find me there and they can get in touch with me from there if they want to. Can I, can I sort of show, the, show the, what the book looks like? So that's yeah, the yeah, pill, are you the, sure it's for you? Yeah, yeah, and my, the pill, are you sure it's for you? My co-author is an English woman living in, who lives uh, in, the, in Worcestershire. Okay, I might get, give Alexandra uh, a little message and maybe get one or two and have a little chat. Be good. That'd be yeah, great. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, Jane, it's been absolutely awesome talking to you. Uh, any any final thoughts, or is that or we covered everything? I think we've covered everything. I I you know I guess my my message is always inform you know inf educate yourself, inform yourself, look after yourself, and um, awesome, and, and and it'll go well. Thank you. Well, that's awesome, Jane. Thank you very much for coming on. I'm sure this has been, been like very informative for people out there, especially you know, we have a big audience in America, Canada, of course, Europe, and actually for people in Australia and Zealand. So thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, Ryan. Great to speak with you.
And there we have it, folks. That was Jane Bennett, um, author of The Pill. Are you sure it's for you? We will be getting Jane back on with her new book, um, Menstrual Revolution. Menstrual Revolution, I should say. A bit slower and a bit clearer for you guys. But, um, yeah, we definitely want to talk to her about that as well because this is a topic that we need to... Uh, to go into because so many women around the world as you've just heard you know taking the pill taking different contraceptions things that are altering themselves chemically and hormonally and it leads to big big health issues so i hope you got lots from that episode you know that was we covered a lot but i wanted to cover a lot because i think it's a, a really really important thing you know this is a thing for all the guys out there as well these are your girls you need to take care of them you know we need to look after them and make sure Make sure they're healthy. Make sure that their body's gonna be there for the long haul. You know, long longevity. Want your 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 girlfriend, your wife's mothers, your children to to be as happy and healthy as possible. And taking these chemical altering pills, hormone altering pills, for years, decades at a time. You know that you do your own research into it. You listen to the experts and see what you think. But I know what I think about them, and I know I'll be recommending to. Uh, my girlfriend or my wife if, if they're on them um, and we'll be having to chat about things obviously but you know there's more than one thing more than one way to skin a cat as we've talked about there and just as research I did 97 96% success rate in pulling out um, if you don't want to use a condom etc but obviously you've got to be careful about these things have things planned but yeah lots to go into there so you have, have a listen to it again and go, or go and get her book and uh, so before we'll be getting her back on for Let's talk about her new book, The Menstrual Revolution. Um, so, yeah, awesome. Hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got lots from it. Let me know. Uh, as always, guys and girls, if you are dealing with a health issue, a chronic health problem, and you haven't been able to get the results or the reprieve that you want, then you can send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co and we can book a call so we can have a chat about if and how we can help you. We can head on over to www.reviveyourself.co. You click on the contact link there and fill in, fill out the, uh, fill out the form, and I'll be in touch with you as soon as possible. We've also got our shop over there, full of great products and supplements, etc. Uh, nothing that I sell is it would be anything I wouldn't take myself or use myself. You know, it's all about integrity. I think if you haven't got that, you haven't got anything. Anyway, that's it for today's show, episode 120 with Jane Bennett. Over and uh, over and done. Um, but yeah, I want you to get out there and enjoy the sun. Hope you have got the sun with you, because um, I'm going to be trying to get out there and enjoy the sun as much as possible. But um, otherwise, guys and girls, that's it for this week. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 